Hello, and welcome to The Nerdiest Podcast, where nerds talk about nerdy things. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Jackson Glass. I'm also here with my forever co-host, Mr. Nick Barrett. But before we dive into any of that, I have to plug a little bit. I have to say, follow us on Instagram at The Nerdiest Podcast and on TikTok at The Nerdiest Podcast. That's all going to be in the description. We might have a Spotify question in the description, too. It varies per episode. Go down answer that question follow on instagram and tiktok we're doing very good original content and so you can know when new episodes are coming out so housekeeping out of the way i'm here with my co-host mr nick barrett how are you sir i know you had quite a time away and you have a lot to say so please i hand the floor to you wow ain't that great um first bit of news poor audio listeners uh I bought a Mandalorian helmet, like the Black Series one, and I've been wearing it the whole time. So if you want to see that, just check out the video. It should be on YouTube or Spotify or whatever. Yes, sir. Uh, anyway. Hi, I'm back. Very fumbly, but I am back. Um, it's been a crazy two weeks since we last recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a college graduate now, so that's exciting. Just Yay. finished film school. <laughs> also, video watchers can see that my room is dead and barren and when i say that there is literally only room for me to sit right here and record i mean that because there's like my floor is just full of stuff to pack because i'm moving back home technically um so for all of you who were gonna come get me in florida sorry i'm leaving so Mm. and by the time this episode goes out i'll already be gone so So nice try you're never gonna find me now Don't come to my house. You'll never find me. I'm disappearing again. Um, Inevitably until it accidentally gets revealed on the podcast again. Anyway, um, (laughs) after my graduation, I got to go to Disney for a week. So, like, brief summary as much as I can of that. Uh, Some of the highlights there. Got that Mandalorian helmet. Got to see Megan. Shout out to um, Megan with no H friend of the podcast fellow friend you, you know what i'm saying uh girlfriend so got to what? See her, which was great uh, oh also my girlfriend you know mm. can't like most can't important thing that. obviously eh. um i think friend of the show so we got, got, got to go to disney um my first very interesting story was i about had a heart attack because we were walking down main street and I saw this giant group of Brazilian tourists. And this this is there's a reason that I'm naming them by ethnicity. Uh, so I look over at Megan and I was like, oh, that's a giant group of Brazilian tourists. You know what would be funny? Is if one of them recognized me. Because fifty-eight percent of our listenership for this show comes from Brazil. Shout out so to So I was Brazil. like, oh, that would be really like that'd be a crazy coincidence. So we keep walking down and then one of the girls from this group walks over to another group of girls, like, within the bigger group, says something. They all start screaming and jumping in excitement as if they've just seen Justin Bieber point in my general direction and start running over here. It is at this point that I have a mild heart attack thinking I'm about to be trampled and swarmed by a <laughs> large group of Brazilian tourists on Main Street, USA. Unfortunately, I am not that popular... And uh, my ego got a little of the better of me because they were just going to the ice cream shop behind me in a very movie-slash-sitcom moment. That's a humbling Um, experience. (laughs) 
but by my PSA here is if you see me in in person, please do not rush up to me with a group of 30 people. You will in fact scare me. Um but if to you transitioning to meeting person, other people. But if you do, if see, you him do person, see me in person, make a comment about how nice my uh, Mandalorian helmet looks under the glow of the enchanted rose. So Here's the thing. I'm sitting there enjoying, not enjoying, because it's the Grand mm-hmm. Floridian. I hate it. Um, sitting I there, need to, I need to know why. My, What's wrong with the Grand Floridian? I it, it's the epitome of everything I hate, <laughs> which is, um, you know, the rich, snooty, white people. Okay. Okay. It, I I can't. It is like that hotel is the epitome of that, and I'm like, I okay. I hate okay. this hotel so much. Uh. And so I'm sitting there, and then Jackson texts me, and he's like, oh, your helmet looks so nice under the glow of the enchanted rose. But he wasn't there. So I was like, oh, someone must have sent him a picture. So I lean over to Megan, and I'm like, oh, you sent him a picture. And she's like, uh, maybe? So then, like, five minutes later, I'm just sitting there on my phone, and I'm texting. And all of a sudden, out of the corner, I hear, are you Nick from the Nerdiest Podcast? And I kid you not, I popped the Mandalorian helmet off looked over and said, yes, I am Nick from the Nerdiest Podcast. And I look up, and it's none other than John Mayer from the Coffee Time Podcast. Not the John which Mayer was you're thinking super of. super exciting. Not the John Mayer no. you're probably thinking of. But John Mayer from Saturday Mornings with John Mayer on the Coffee Time Podcast. That's why I said John Mayer from the Coffee Time Podcast. So that was really exciting. That's the first time I've been recognized in public. As a celeb- celebrity, if you will. Yeah. So um, I, even so though my, Jackson told him I was going to be there. So my friend John Mayer, he was at Disney the same time that Nick's group was there, and I sent John a picture and I said, "This is Nick. If you see him, fangirl and say, is that Nick from the Nerdiest Podcast?'" And then I sent Nick a picture of John and I said, "If you see him, fangirl and say, is that John Mayer from the from the Coffee Time Podcast?" And so. John texted me a picture of Nick from across the room and said, I found him. What do I win? And I was editing something for the podcast, actually. And then I just stopped. I could not keep editing until this was resolved. And so, like, I was pacing back and forth and I was on the phone with John and he was like, oh, I see him. He's wearing this Mandalorian helmet and he won't take it off. (laughs) And I said, yeah, he would. And so John goes over there and he said hi. They took a selfie. And it's just really weird when two of your friends meet and like you're their only connection. And it's just it's a when worlds collide moment. And I it was a special evening that touched my heart. I was here. But I enjoy Saturday mornings with John Mayer. So can you bring him back, please? Yes, we will. He he said he wants to do another trip recap for his latest trip saturday so. mornings with john mayer and Part and three. once i move once i move i'll be closer so maybe i can be on saturday mornings. oh with my john mayer gosh too. yes okay let's it's go happening. it's happening okay. unofficial unofficial third host of the coffee time podcast just saying I'm right yeah here. his name is john right mayer <laughs> oh <laughs> wow okay wow. yeah Sorry. Uh, so there we was that that was very exciting um my next big thing was we went to Epcot and I got to do Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, the new ride. So jealous. And I'm not going to spoil anything about the story. I'm not going to spoil anything about the ride because I know some people are really sensitive to that kind of thing. All I'm going to say 
is I think it is objectively the best ride at Walt Disney World. And I don't say that because of recency bias. I genuinely believe that. Um, I also have not smiled that much on a ride in a long time. Like, when I say smile, like, I was grinning from ear to ear the entire duration of the ride. And Marvel, I hope you're listening to this, but I just want to say that my favorite... The, the, the best Marvel experience I have enjoyed this year has been this Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Oof. Not even a movie. Oof. Not even a show. I think the best thing Marvel's done this year is this freaking ride. And that should say something, which we're going to get in... Mm, that's our main topic. We're going to get into. Is, uh... Yeah, ha-ha! It's all the Marvel stuff. Um, so, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, really fun. Got to do it twice. I, it is one of those things I will do every single time I go to Epcot now. Like... It, if you're there, ride it. It is, I think it's genuinely the only ride worth paying the $14 or whatever for the Lightning Lane. Uh, especially if you've never done it and you don't want to risk it with the virtual queue. Just pay that $14. It'll be worth it. You'll enjoy every second of it. Um, I want to go so bad. Because they also <laughs> play rock music on the ride. Or not necessarily, not rock music, but they play like 80s and 90s music to keep mm-hmm. with the Guardians, like, vibe and aesthetic so yeah there was that and i think i think that was it um oh tuesday night uh, this is my last thing uh this is one of my favorite things yeah, we did this trip yeah so tuesday night megan and i are walking yeah. around okay. uh, one of yeah. the shops in epcot and she finds a pair of like the the um the mini ears that have like the wedding veil on the back and she puts them on as like a joke and i was like wait wait hold on so i took a picture of her in those ears, right? And I was like, what if we sent this to Jackson and made him think we got engaged as a prank? Like, it's going to be funny because it's a prank. So it's a prank, we do bro. that. And then <laughs> my stepsister's friend, who is married, was in our hotel room as I was texting Jackson all like this stuff. And she was like, you should put on my wedding ring and send him a picture of that to like, further further in, like build the illusion that this is real <laughs> um so we so we did it and i feel so bad because jackson got so excited um and then he called me to ask all these different questions like when's the wedding how long is the engagement and then i had to tell him guess what it's just a prank bro <laughs> i so, thought it was really funny so megan thought it was really funny <laughs> so it's funny in concept, but I think you need to understand yes. that I, you know, I'd probably follow y'all to the moon. And so it's just, it's just, it, I was too supportive before I realized it was a prank. I was like, oh, that's so great. Like, congratulations. When's the wedding? What's this and that? And I was like, are you like, are you getting married this time, this time? She says, well, Jackson, there's the thing is we're not getting married. And I was just like, it's, it's a, it's a prank on me to say that you're engaged. (laughs) Make, make that make sense. (laughs) It's just, here's the thing. We can prank you. (sighs) We can prank you, but we can't, like, I couldn't do that to Megan. No. Because that would be emotionally traumatizing. No. Like, the the fake proposals, uh, the ones where, like, you get down on one knee and you're, like, going to tie your shoe. Yeah. Like, that works once. 
yeah the people who do it multiple times uh like i think it was handled really well in the office mm-hmm. um but it's one of those things you can only do once no uh, no maybe not so even no once. it was very funny it, um, it it's funny now at the time i was like you're so mean <laughs> I think and, the worst part is that when you asked me, you were like, and you didn't tell me. And I was like, well, I didn't want you to tell anyone. You just accepted that at face value. As no, if I have not consulted you on like every other relationship you know, thing I've done this I year. Just, it, it, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility that you were just like, there was, you're just like, there's, I cannot tell anyone. And is it shows how much trust I used to have in you. Used oh, you don't have that trust have. anymore. I'm sorry, <laughs> I yeah. violated that trust. No, it it was it was funny. I just I just want to say that's a weird prank. That's a weird prank. <laughs> You're not wrong. So so there yeah, we go. That's uh that's my trip recap. Uh, it's it's been fun and dandy. There's some other stuff I've done this week, but I'm gonna save it since our next episode mm-hmm. is literally two days away. We need something to talk about. So. Pre recording because of life. Hey, yo. Okay, so. <laughs> so, my week, it's been good. I'm not going to say a lot because I want to get started on this, but work week has been pretty intense so far, so I'm kind of physically exhausted from that. Not, not, you know, when it's like, oh, I'm tired, but then there's like, it hurts to get up kind of thing. I'm physically exhausted from work, but I have some really great things coming up. Um, By the time this releases, I would have announced it. Um, I do have an EP coming out very soon. I don't don't know if I have an exact date on that because we're pre-recording, but... I'm very excited about it, and you'll hear more about it in the next episode, because I'll have, like, an official date by then. Um, but yeah, very excited. Stay tuned for that. Um, I've been watching Only Murders in the Building Season 2. That's running right now. I go over to uh, my friend David's apartment every week, and we watch it with a big group of, like, eight people, and it's so much fun. And I'm just, I'm a firm believer that the best way to watch TV is weekly with a group of people because you just you just experience it and you grow with it together and it's just it's a beautiful thing so that's what i'll say we call it murder night and at at, right off the bat when i say i'm going to murder night everyone goes wait what but no we're just watching only murders in the building and you know the group is shrinking but that's not that's not important don't worry about that so Marvel, <laughs> the group is shrinking. Um, oh no, <laughs> nerdiest news. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! I have a hot take. I have a hot okay. take. I have a hot take. And the hot take. The hot take. F- fire sound effects here. You're uh, not gonna add sound effects. What my hot take. <laughs> my hot take. No, remember we're an acapella podcast. We do all our own sound effects. Okay, go. Uh, so here's my hot take. Disney Plus needs original content. And when I say original content, everyone's going to be like, oh, but what about She-Hulk and the Mandalorian and, 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 and Loki and WandaVision? And I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh, I hear you. That is technically original content. But what I mean when I say original content is, like, only murders in the building is a Hulu original. That's original content, not based on any pre-existing thing. How I Met Your Mother, 
or how I met your father, not or it's original content, but it's not it's it's original in air quotes. Mm-hmm. What I want from Disney Plus is some more original content. Like, for example, Chippendale Rescue Rangers that came out this year. Now, of course, everyone's going to scream and be like, but Chippendale Rescue Rangers already existed. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that, that, that show came out in like the 80s and 90s. Nobody's touched it since then. So it's essentially gone and dead. It's a new Except generation. For, you know, the 80s and 90s kids. Mm-hmm. It's a new generation doing something new with it. Like, I don't know. I just feel like Disney Plus needs some kind of original content that is not attached to an IP. Um, I don't know what that content looks like for them, realistically. I just know it needs to be done. And how yeah. it gets done, I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah, it's hard it because... Be, like, they just like they just announced the, the Cars series for mm-hmm. Disney+. Plus. And I'm like, you're putting more money... <laughs> yeah. Leave this Cars is, alone. Stop. This is... Be done. Yeah. This is bad. This is a hard thing because Disney's almost getting too big for their britches, where it's like, they uh, yeah. they own so much IP that, like, anything new is just a risk. And so why take the risk? And I think Netflix is like tr- is doing something similar, but they're trying to have their own IP so bad. Like they want a Netflix original, Netflix original that's big. And they even came out and said they were like, we want our own Star Wars, Harry Potter, Avatar, whatever. And I would argue that they have that with Stranger Things because that's probably yeah, say, Stranger Things looking like is like, am I just a mushroom to you? But it, I don't know. Stranger Things is the, has the biggest cultural impact as far as Netflix originals go. I I would have to think for a minute to name another Netflix original than Stranger Things. Um, and I think they're trying to do that with The Gray Man, but that got pretty poor reviews, saying that it was just really boring. And so I think streaming I mean, it is called The Gray Man. The Gray is a pretty boring color. <laughs> I don't I know. Mean, <laughs> so I don't know. I just think. I think streaming services are like start are getting to a point where they've been doing the same thing for a long time and the people aren't having it. So But yeah, that also transitions into Speaking of people topic. not having it. <laughs> transitions into our mate cries. <laughs> I'm done. What an elaborate bit that was. <laughs> I hit my head on the the, what you call it? What is this thing? The foam? The wall? What is this thing? Oh, the breaker no, box? what is this thing? Yeah, the breaker box. <laughs> I hit my head on my breaker box, which was right I'm here. I'm so glad you're moving. Me. I'm so glad you're moving because your desk does not need to be in arm's reach of a breaker box. <laughs> it's not even arm's reach. It's like my hand Hands is here. Reach. There's yeah. like two feet between my hand and the breaker box. If that thing okay. blows, you're dead. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you think? So the, the man will just bang, just knocks me so out. So the main topic for today is Marvel fatigue is real. Now, it was, I believe, the Ladies San Diego the San Diego Comic Con. Is that what it was that they announced all of SDCC the... SDCC 2022. Yes, Come on, you're, in, you're on the nerdiest podcast and you don't even know what San Diego Comic Con is? Good I don't, Lord. I don't... What a dweeb. I don't think you realize how much I don't care about Comic Con. <laughs> it's just... Fair enough. Comic Con... <laughs> I feel like if there was one close, I would go once for the experience. But Same. my impression of Comic-Con is it feels kind of dystopian to just have like these like these panels of just these really rich people talking about 
like the next six years of movies that they're making. It feels dystopian to me. And it scares me a little that they're like talking about how much money they're talking about. And I'm just like, okay, this is a little creepy. <laughs> but maybe don't. Maybe don't. And maybe maybe just do like a Nintendo Direct. <laughs> um Side note, is this the quickest we've ever jumped into a main topic? Twenty-three minutes in? Yeah. Potentially, but that's not. It'll be like it's, it's going to be like twenty, yeah, to twenty-two. This is this is a. Fat but there's a topic. lot. This is a to fat talk topic. about. Like this is a. Well, this is a meaty one. Like this is your Thanksgiving dinner, type. Yeah, all mm. of our other Marvel mm. rantings this year have led up to this. This is our. This is. Multiverse <laughs> this is our end game. <laughs> hey guys, by the way, this is the last Marvel episode we'll ever be doing because we are insanely burnt out. <laughs> Um, uh, no, like genuinely pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, so do you want to go through what they announced before we kind of do oh, dive into the problems with this? So yeah. San Diego yeah. Yeah. Comic-Con 2022, they announced, do you have, I did not I have it pulled up down. right here. I did not. I'm going to, I'm going to burn through it. I got it pulled up right here. Okay. This is in order off the Marvel no, 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 no. website. I'm just this asking. Is not our order. This is not release order. This is the order that is on their website. But how many um, how many things did they announce? That's what I'm wondering. One, two. Why don't you just count while I announce them, and then you can give me a final number at the end. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Or you they announced that, 16 that projects going from yeah, now. and 11 of them are coming out in 2023. <laughs> yeah. And from now to November and, and 2025. They're going to announce up to eight more in September at D23. You see, that's Which not Which are all going to okay. be phase six and beyond. Uh, here's the, I don't yeah, want to know. <laughs> so let's start. I don't she need Hulk. this level of planning. She-Hulk series uh, Ooh. releases August 17th. Gonna, I want to do Ooh, a watch, or watch pass or pass. each one of these. Yay. She-Hulk series releases August 17th. Pass. Pass. Honestly, right. this mo- this show just, I feel like it's just going to be really cringy. That's my Next take. Next up in release order is uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Watch or pass. Comes out in November. I'll watch. Just I'd say watch. Because it's I in the theater. The first one. It's in the theater. So I'm also interested to see how where they go without uh, Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. What a guy. I'll go see it because it's um, in theaters, and I liked the first one, and I'm curious to see what they do with the second, because, you know, their main character isn't there, and that's incredibly sad, but I think that there's some... I think there's a good way to do it without him, and I hope that they do it. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Uh, February seventeenth, twenty twenty three. Watch. Watch. Same. Down. Hundred percent. Because that one has Kang, right? Yeah, which will be the first time Kang gets mentioned since uh, Loki last year. Which is so. Which will be incredibly helpful because that that feels like, you know, they're finally yeah. tying stuff together. Yeah. Which, which maybe is what we need. <laughs> yeah. No, we need to stop opening portals and start closing going portals. through them and yeah 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 yeah. we need to go through like we just <laughs> opened seven portals and it's like wow they're so pretty i i i dipped my toe in each one of them okay no yeah. dive in go yeah go in so ant-man uh, and the wasp secret is, invasion 
Okay, hold on. Slow your no. roll. No. <laughs> so Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I just think it's really funny that their description says the world's greatest grandma, in parentheses, Scott Lang, and the rest of the Ant fam meet the greatest foe yet, Kang. And I... Why is it Ant fam? No. The Ant fam? A lot of these descriptions are like that. They meet their greatest like foe yet, Gen Z marketing. Ooh, a lot of these oh. descriptions are like that. Honestly, no, I'm curious. I didn't. I think Ant Man and the Wasp was not the greatest Marvel movie, but I think it, wasn't it bad, wasn't as bad as people said it was. I think it so, also came out at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Come off the high of Infinity War. To Ant Man and the Wasp, not the best movie to put there. But I just love Paul Rudd. So, like, I think he's an incredible True. Ant-Man. So, Secret Invasion. All right. It's now, can I move on to Secret Invasion? Yes. Series in spring 2023. Watch or pass? So, Just based on fatigue, for me, I'm going to go pass. So, Secret Unless Invasion. Unless the trailer can really sell me. So, uh, Secret Invasion is a miniseries for, for Disney+. Plus. It says miniseries? Wow. Um, I don't, I don't know what any of it is about. It's, um, Nick Fury and Talos, the scroll general from Captain Marvel. Honestly, right now it's a pass unless the trailer can reel me in. It's just... I know it's a really big deal in the comics because it, it, I think if memory serves based on what I know, cause I, I used to watch a lot of Marvel videos and this secret invasion and secret wars were both, um, really like hot topics that would get brought up when it was like oh where does the mcu go from here mm-hmm. and secret invasion is like you find out that scrolls have like invaded earth for like they've been here the whole time which i don't know how that's gonna work because i know the scrolls in the mcu are like the good guys yeah so i'm interested to see how that works um but yeah for right now it, it's a it's a pass I mean, it was um, created by, and it's created by Kyle Bradstreet, who is famous for producing Mr. Robot. So I feel like, if nothing else, it'll be done well. But I just, I can't watch all of them. What's next? What's next? Do you know, do you know what comes after Secret Invasion? <sighs> Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3! <laughs> And guess when it releases? May 5th, 2023. My 21st birthday. James Gunn dropped two out of the three Guardians of the Galaxy movies on my birthday. The second one came out on my birthday in 2017. And now this one is 2023. Yeah. So This is an absolute watch with... for me. <laughs> yeah, no. 100% watch. For, you don't even need to show me a trailer. I'm going to show up opening night. Guardians like, of the Galaxy 3, honestly... Might be the only thing on this list that I would watch in a pre-showing. I would legit fight for tickets to a pre-showing. Same. I'm trying to debate if I want to go see it on the pre-showing of May th- May 4th. Or if Ooh. I want to go see it on my birthday. Because May 4th yet. is also a Star Wars holiday. Exactly. Mm. But Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of a Star Wars movie. Kind of. If you think about it's it in whatever. really loose layman's terms. <laughs> Close enough. My mom thinks they're the uh, same. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, Chris Pratt, he's in a Star Wars, right? With the, with the, with the, no. with the little raccoon no. in the tree, dude. Uh, That's mom, a joke. No. That's a Those joke. Are, 
That's a not joke. my mom. My, my mom, mom knows the difference. No, my mom does too. That's a joke. She loves Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm incredibly excited for Guardians 3. Mm-hmm. I think outside of Infinity War and Endgame, which he, here's how I feel about Marvel movies. Infinity War and Endgame, on the top. Mm-hmm. Like they are a package deal that are on the top. Nothing will ever top those two movies for me. But outside of that, Guardians 2 is my favorite MCU movie. It just is. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. And I really love what James Gunn has been doing with the Guardians. And I really love the Guardians as characters. Like, I think they're more my speed. Like, obviously, I love, you know, Iron Man and Cap and mm-hmm. Hawkeye and Kate Bishop. I mean, what? Um, <laughs> but the Guardians, I really, really enjoy the way all of their dynamics mesh together. And mm-hmm. also, Chris Pratt. Like, can't go wrong with Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. So, uh, not Chris Pratt getting two movies back to back. Mario Chris movie in Pratt. April and then Guardians oh, in May. What a guy. Printing a money, they say. Mario. He's set for life. It's a me. <laughs> it's a me. Mario. A Star Lord. That's not it's the voice. Da- it's, it's a dance off, bro. That's me not and you. the voice. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to wait for the voice. Uh, All right. After next? Guardians is uh, Echo, which is that one character from Hawkeye. The, the, the deaf one from Hawkeye. Which could be interesting Hard if they really incorporate pass. the. I mean, Hard it's going to be a pass for me too. I was just going to say it could be interesting if they really incorporate the. I think the ASL and no, sign yeah, language. I think she can. Which I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think it's really cool, and it could be a really interesting story. And she's a really interesting character from what I've seen, but I just I had I didn't watch Hawkeye. I don't really know who she pass. is, and so I just probably won't take the time to watch it unless and all of these that i say pass on i might change my mind after trailers release which this is kind of what's dumb about showing everything that you're gonna release now is because i'm already forming opinions off of things that i don't know and so mm-hmm. maybe echo is amazing but i don't want to watch it because i just i'm not interested now so what's frustrating is they disney only does this with marvel they don't do it with Pixar. They don't do it with Star Wars. They only do it with Marvel because it's just a bun. It as someone who's made thumbnails for this very podcast, it is so easy to throw together a graphic. Excuse me. It's so easy to throw together a graphic and then just put up that graphic with a date. And you know, most of this Marvel stuff will hit, but there's consequences to rushing this many projects out in one year. Which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this really is like the Marvel expose episode. I have Dude. a lot of dirty laundry to air no, with Disney too. and Marvel in this episode, so we're gonna get there. We're still um, yeah, Echo recapping. Is a we're still recapping. There's so many things. What's next? One of my only one of my only watches, aside from Guardians and Ant Man, Loki season. Two. Loki season two is an absolute summer watch. 2023 because absolute watch. Hmm. Yeah. We love the leaked set photos of uh, Loki and Sylvie reuniting in a McDonald's. <laughs> a McDonald's, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Loki is the best Disney Plus series in my opinion. I was a Wanda- I'm was still a WandaVision stan, but Loki is just, it's better. No, Loki um, and WandaVision are like right up there, mm-hmm. top two. You're and not, not going to top those. It was I'm just sorry. downhill from there. We went to Disney Channel original movie quality. Can we talk about how two. we, how, uh, excuse me, not we, I predicted that yeah you did i asked you the question last summer i said do you think loki or do you think marvel peaked with loki and wandavision 
yes. <laughs> yeah, we said that we said has yes. Never been more true then. than right now. And now here we are. Uh, I hate. Year this. later, Marvel expose. <laughs> I hate this so much. Okay, we did great. Uh, uh, next up is Blade, November third, twenty twenty three. Oh, it is twenty twenty three. Yep. You put it down as twenty twenty four. That's a typo I? on your part. Mobby. Yeah. Um. Uh, Blade. I. I. Uh, Pass. I think. I think potential watch. I need to see a trailer. Because isn't Blade yeah. in a similar vein to Deadpool, where it's a little more adult? Yeah, it's definitely the more R-rated mm-hmm. Which I want I want more of or that. Or not even superhero. It's more like an anti-hero. Yeah. You know what would get re- me really excited? If they just popped off at a... If they just popped off at D23 and just full-on announced a Ghost Rider movie or series, that would really get me back With to Nick Cage That's all I'm himself. <laughs> to all the Marvel reps who listen to this podcast, of course, you know, every single mm-hmm. one of them, uh, if you want to just m- get me back into it, just make a Ghost Rider movie happen. Come I'm on, just saying. Make it happen. I'll write it for you. Saying. We'll write it. Hey, we'll write a Ghost Rider movie for you, and I can't guarantee it'll be good, but it'll be better than the last few things you've made. Yeah. So this is potential watch. Uh, I'll have to see a trailer. Is, next up is Ironheart with Riri Williams, who it says first in Black Panther Wakanda Forever and then her, in her own solo series arriving fall 2023 on Disney+. Plus. As far as I know, the character of Ironheart is supposed to be the Iron Man replacement? Or like in the same vein as like Kate Bishop is the Hawkeye replacement? But it's really weird to me that you've established, like, Morgan Stark, so why would... why? I mean, I know in the comics it was that way, but, like, you haven't been 100% comic accurate up to this point, so... I, I just don't like... I don't like that we're writing characters in movies with the intention of their own series. I feel like everything in Wakanda Forever that's connected to Riri Williams is just going to be like an open end. And then they're going to be like, yeah. Oh, it'll be explained be in the movie. show. And I'm just like the, the interconnectivity yeah, of their yeah. shows and movies is legitimately exhausting. And I just, I it's can't do rough. it. I can't it's do it anymore. Was that, there's still so much more. Okay. Uh, we're not even halfway. Are you this serious? Is the sad part. All right. Okay. I mean, we might be halfway. We can go, we can, right, next up, we can Agatha. Agatha Coven of Chaos, winter 2023. I'm going to say hard pass because Elizabeth Olsen already said she's not in it. I'm going to say potential watch because I really liked Agatha. I mean, if we find out Wanda's in it, I'll definitely watch. But I really liked Agatha. I was never super invested in If Agatha. the same people that did WandaVision are working on it, then I'll consider it. Fair enough. Okay. Daredevil, Born Again, Spring 2024. I know a lot of people were excited about this because mm-hmm. there's a lot of hardcore Daredevil fans out there. Um, and they're bringing back Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio uh, as Matt Murdock and Wilson, Wilson Fisk, respectively. I know there's a lot of people excited about that. I am not one of those people. I did not watch the Daredevil show originally. I might get around to it eventually. You know, um, I know some people but... that are pretty excited about it, and I'm happy for them. This really is just yeah, for the for Daredevil you. fans. And... I wasn't allowed to watch Daredevil you, when it was big, so... If you can... If you can get excited about all this Marvel stuff, 
good for you. Good for you. Also, right. fun hint. A little peek behind the curtain, if you will. I got an email this week from my school saying that uh, Marvel is looking for PAs in Atlanta. Because they're, like, bulking up their staff. Yeah. And I think it's it's definitely not a coincidence that they announce all of this stuff the week, like, three days. Or they announce all this stuff, and then three days later, I get an email that's like, hey, Marvel's looking to uh, bulk up their PAs in that's Atlanta. Cringe. And I'm like, hmm. Mm. Hmm. I wonder getting why. The, the <laughs> not little... like they're trying to film 13 different things at once. Mm, spreading yourself a little too thin there, Kevin? <laughs> um... Yeah. Uh, next one is uh, Captain America: New World Order, uh, May third, twenty twenty four. That's a watch. I, That's a potential watch. watch. That's a watch. Potential watch. Honestly, I, I didn't love Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I feel like Falcon and the Winter Soldier could have been Captain America four, and this could have been Captain America five. Um, yeah, that's true. But that's a personal thing. Yeah, I, I'll I'll go see it because I want to see what they do with Sam Wilson, and I like seeing movies in the theater. Yeah, fair <sighs> enough. All right, next up is Thunderbolts, July 26, 2024. How do they have dates for these already? Why are you putting hard dates down? Why? Pass. I just, I don't understand Thunderbolts why. is a pass for me. I mean, same. It's a pass. I just don't understand why they put dates down. All right. Oh, we only got three more. Okay. Thank God. Fantastic Four. Ugh. November 8th, 2024. Another one. Why do we need a specific date? Just say 2024. Um, I'm going to say maybe because I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be thinking. You see, this is the problem. I don't know what I'm going to be thinking November 2024. I don't know <laughs> if two I, I don't know now. if I'm gonna want to see Fantastic Four in two and a half years. I can't do it's this. So far away. I can't do this anymore. <sighs> I will say, if it, if they really do get uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as uh, Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic, watch. Yeah. If yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. potential watch. I also just um, want to read the description know... for Fantastic Four because it says Marvel's first family arrives in theaters November 8th, 2024. Production kicks off next year for the feature film that in- introduces Marvel's most iconic family. And they Are they the most iconic family though? So it's Marvel's first family arrives in the feature film that introduces Marvel's most iconic family. Like did they not have another like descriptive no. factor about this movie <laughs> uh no because the script's actually not done yet yeah no <laughs> we're actually the writing the script problem. as kevin feige is announcing it i like to believe that kevin feige walks out on stage announces all of these things and the writers are like oh no oh no oh, he no. put a year on it i thought we had more time I shoot like okay we actually have to start writing here's now. what's we can't just keep throwing darts at a board i feel like at this point the writers are finding out what movies are coming out at the same time we're finding out they're coming out uh yeah yeah he announces it to I, everyone mm, <laughs> if i was a if i i think if i was a writer for marvel and i saw this much stuff get announced i might genuinely consider quitting like this is yeah. a lot especially like and i don't know what the i know i know because people have come out on the VFX side, which we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't, I can't imagine what it's like for anyone else in production, especially now knowing how much it actually takes to pull off a production. I can't imagine 
the ADs who have to schedule this stuff, the directors who have, I would assume, a ton of studio interference from what has been said and heard from Multiverse of Madness and Love and Thunder. Um, I, I just, it sounds like it's becoming less and less of a exciting, fun thing to work for Marvel because it's such a churn and dump mm-hmm. and move on to the next thing mentality. And I mm, mm, so the last, don't like it. The last two, uh, Avengers, the Kang the last Dynasty. Two. Phase okay. 6 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe promises compelling storytelling and continues in theaters May 2nd, 2025. I like, I like the, the Phase 6 of the MCU promise. We promise we'll have compelling storytelling Guys, by pr- the end. <laughs> Guys, it's hey not guys, compelling guys, now. In the next, but we guys, promise we'll have it guys, by May second, twenty twenty. I promise we'll have compelling storytelling in the next three years. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'll be almost out of. It only takes three years to get back up to this com- uh, compelling storytelling. <sighs> God, I just love the wording. We I promise say, we'll get there. <laughs> I do really like the logo. It's yeah. it's like my favorite shade of blue. And just the way it looks, it looks really nice. But that's about all I can give them for this one. Um, apparently, then, they like just picked a director for these two for these like the two Avengers movies like last week. You cannot like, if you don't have directors like these movies haven't even been written yet. I know these movies haven't been written yet. The other ones, I'm not so sure. I know the scripts haven't even started. There has been no pre-production whatsoever on these movies. And then Avengers Secret Wars, and they have official theater dates. Avengers Secret Why? Wars says Marvel Studio signature style of adventure in theaters November 7th, 2025. What is they mo- don't even have anything to say about these movies because there's no script. What is there's nothing. What is Marvel Studio's these, signature style of adventure? Wh- these are titles on a graphic, on a screen, on a timeline, and that is it. I I need to find I need to find the thing on um on Twitter. Yeah, I have it. There I was screenshotted a thing. it. I have no, it. No, no, no. Is it the list of uh, copyrights? Oh no, that's what I'm looking for. I was I was gonna go through the thread um, about longevity. Face. So while you're looking for that, I just want to say, guys, I'm so tired. <laughs> I cannot do this. Why are we talking about what movies we're going to release in November of 2025? That's not a real year, to quote John Mulaney. Do you want to hear the funny thing? Is by November of 2025, I could be married and in my own apartment. Yeah, exactly. That's how much time will pass between now and then. Guys, I graduate college in 2026, they're planning out. They're telling me all the movies they're going to release in all of my college years. And that feels so dystopian. That scares me. Oh, here it is. Guys, I hate to say it. Martin Scorsese may be onto something. <laughs> he might have he might have warned us. Which uh, everyone has essentially come to that conclusion is like, "Martin, we're sorry. You were right." And it's bad. Do you want me to go through the other Twitter thread? Where are you looking for uh, that? Okay, so hold on. I found the list of copyrights. Well, first of all, uh, apparently Marvel has copyrighted Timeless Saga and Eternity Saga, 
which eternity is how long we're going to be waiting for them to end the MCU. Um, Someone put the MCU but, out of its misery, please. <laughs> so right now we're in the multiverse saga, and they just apparently copyrighted Timeless and Eternity, which if everything holds the way it, the way it is now, that'll be phases like timeless saga will be phase seven through nine and eternity saga would be phase 10 through 12. Um, and in that list, they've, um, they've apparently copyrighted like Hercules rise of the gods, celestials end of time, captain America, red, white, and black Avengers, eternity wars, midnight suns, red guardian, runaways, nomad, Shang-Chi, the wreckage of time, the black Knight origins, Avengers Academy, Avengers, timeless Avengers excursion, timeless saga, eternity, Sunny cam and Sam Wilson, uh, Captain America. I don't know if those are true or not. It's from Reddit. Um, what? My question: What are Avengers movies gonna look like from here on out? I feel what they're like... gonna look like is uh, Kate Bishop will be there as the fill-in Hawkeye. Um, and we've only seen her in one thing. So that transitions into our next thread, which is from. I'm gonna credit this because it's very well put together. It's from Comic U. Uh, comic y-e-h-u on twitter um so this was very well put together so i wanted to credit that says one of the biggest issues with the mcu's roadmap is that it leaves so little time for fantastic four to become major players in the mcu we get their first movie and then bam it's their big event for biggest event for some reason there's no longevity in something like that you're not allowing the general audience to grow attached to these stories, characters, etc. like they did with the Infinity Saga. People still talk about Iron Man's sacrifice, journey, blah blah blah. Heck, I Love You 3000 became a massive thing and is still pretty prevalent in some GAs because they were ridiculously attached to a character they'd seen for so long. All this sort of plan warrants is sort of short eras of massive frenzy by social media and then dropping it and moving on. There's no genuine bond being built with the art. Which is a chef's kiss like, thank you sir for putting that into words. Because the sentence... That is the... mm. The sentence, there's no genuine bond being built with the art kind of hurts me inside. I hate that sentence because it's so true and it's so honest. It's bad. Because let's be realistic. Like, I was, ta- I was talking to a friend about this yesterday of how before, like, all the shows and stuff, if you think, like, let's use 2019, I'll use 2018 as an example. It's the year Infinity War came out, right? Um, we had Black Panther in February, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's our first Marvel movie since, like, I don't know, the July or November. I don't remember when the last one in 2017 came out but we had black panther in february and then a couple months later we had infinity war which is like really hype like this was like the big like thanos is here he's finally here Mm -hmm. and then all that happens we're like oh man that's crazy and then we waited a couple months and then we got ant-man um i thought deadpool 2 came out after infinity war but i'm i'm talking oh you're talking mcu sorry continue yeah not just not not marvel in general like just mcu movies which that wasn't even disney marvel at that point yet um which uh, oh oh big news we missed uh deadpool logan and deadpool 2 are all on a disney plus now which is a good step i think this is a step towards them merging with hulu but that's a conversation for another good for them hey good for them Uh, anyway off i guess so yeah um 
We got to Ant-Man, and then after Ant-Man, you waited from July to March for Captain Marvel. And there was nothing Marvel in that time, which left you the room to speculate and wonder and be like, where do we go from here? What the heck is going on? Like, we got this big cliffhanger from Infinity War. Endgame is next, and you're showing us near to nothing in the trailers. Like, there was all of this time for speculation. But now, using next year as an example, it's going to be, oh my gosh, guys, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania was so good. And then, like, before you finish that sentence, oh my gosh, guys, all right, Secret Invasion started. Man, and Secret Invasion, you know, we're getting really into D. And before you even finish that sentence, all right, guys, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, it's here. And, you know, before we can even, before I can finish my celebratory 20th, 21st birthday shot from Guardians of the Galaxy 3, we're running on to, oh my gosh, Echo is airing on Disney Plus. And then, you know, before Echo's even over, well, oh man, it's already Loki Season 2. And before Loki Season 2 finishes, oh my god, we're already into Blade. And then, and then Ironheart is coming, and it's like, oh my god, there's all this stuff. And if that sentence, me saying all of that, was overwhelming, that's how it feels. That is what it feels like to have all this stuff. Is this just this overwhelming constant one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and we're done. And then we move on to twenty twenty four, where you get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You can't tell me all eight of the things they're going to announce at D twenty three in September are not twenty twenty four. Yeah, they're going to fill up that twenty twenty four slate, and then when Comic Con comes around next year, they're going to fill up the twenty twenty five and twenty twenty six slate, and it's just going to keep going. We and here's here's what's so sad about this to me is that we had something beautiful. We had something beautiful with the MCU. I think back to some of those movies and I think of Iron Man, Iron Man three, like Iron Man one, two, and three, the Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and like uh, the Civil War. Watching Captain America Civil War in theaters was just awestruck it was an event it was an event and then like even seeing like spider-man homecoming in theaters was a freaking event everyone like came out and even like infinity war is still the my best my top theater experience ever and now it's just like i feel like it's just so sad to me that we had such a beautiful thing, that it's such a beautiful community, and now it's just this cash grabby, like we're going to kill our producers with work so that we can get every single dollar out of you. And it just it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. As a media enjoyer, it hurts. But it hurts because it's so much to consume. It's just too much. No and you know, you could say, okay, maybe this is a decent amount for diehard Marvel fans, right? Like, if Marvel is the only thing you're consuming, this is probably enough for you because it's the only thing you're doing. But think about people like us. That's a fraction nerds, of the multimedia population. Enjoyers. That's a fraction of the population. <laughs> yeah, no. D- dedicated Marvel fans who only do Marvel are, uh, like, are in the minority. And then there's the majority who are the rest of us who do Marvel, Star Wars, DC, Warner Bros., Pixar, Video games. I mean, don't even get me started. You got all kinds of video games. You got Zelda, Xenoblade, Brother's God of War. Like, trying to play Xenoblade Three. And then you got other shows. You got other shows like uh, Only Murders in the Building. Like, what are other Lord Netflix shows that I don't know? Stranger Things, like Lord of the Rings, like, and you got all this stuff. There's just too much to consume. The market is now too saturated, and I think Marvel is a big part of the problem. 
No, they are because the problem. This is what Martin was talking about. I, <laughs> I think once Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three and Loki Season Two comes out, I may genuinely be done with Marvel for a while. I think like I may just start skipping stuff and letting it slip through the cracks. Here's my here's my plan. At the moment, I'm going to probably just straight up not watch any of the shows. Like the shows are what's mainly exhausting for me is like the weekly like, oh, we gotta go. But there's other things like the trailer for Andor dropped yesterday as time of recording. That show looks phenomenal. I'm going to really enjoy the tra- I'm going to really enjoy Andor. And then but like but Secret Invasion and She-Hulk are going. I'm sorry. I, I I'm care. sorry. You you did this to yourself and it's just gonna get worse. Their viewership is going to drop as time goes on. Their quality is going to drop as time goes on. And I think in the coming years, we'll probably have a Bo Burnham song about it. And that's crazy. <laughs> and I mean, here's the thing, though. Bo Burnham kind of made fun of this. Look what you've driven outfit. me to. I'm eating donuts. <laughs> in his... Did you... Oh, did you... You didn't watch I the entirety the of the outtakes, outtakes did no. you? So, at the end of the outtakes, he does um the icu the inside cinematic universe and plans out inside sequels till like 2040 hold on i gotta find it so i can read off some of the uh cinematic universe i gotta watch i gotta watch it's a whole it's a whole bit um okay so his so he's got inside two for 2022 inside genesis the Long Journey in 2023, Inside 1968, 2024, Sako and Inside Story 2025, <laughs> Still Inside with three red eyes in the middle 2026, Bezos Quantum Prophecy 2027, Inside <laughs> the Multiverse 2028, Girl Sako 2029, and then 40 with like the Avengers A arrow in 2030. <laughs> I need to watch the inside outtakes. That's and hilarious. Like, this dude, he really said, guess what? I'm going to make fun of Marvel. <laughs> Blessings. Is it bad that I'd rather watch yearly insides from Bo Burnham than like these pump and dump Marvel movies? <sighs> here's a, So here's what I will say. Before we dig deep into some of their other problems, because we're running a bit low on time, Ooh. is what I will say. Wait, let me go off on Marvel. What please. I will say is... Marvel not being on top is not necessarily a bad thing. And what I mean by that is, I think this was going to happen at some point. Marvel was not going to be the top movies and media forever. I expected it to go a little longer, but Kevin Feige seems to press, seem to have pressed the Dr. Doofenshmirtz self-destruct button. And so I expected them to be king for a lot longer. But now, if you think about it, we've had a lot of other movies that have gotten to do really well. And I feel like Marvel not necessarily push and Marvel pushing too much content has put them in a separate lane. And so there's a lane of Marvel content and that lane is going 90 miles an hour. But then... There's a mainstream lane where you get movies like Top Gun Maverick and The Batman and Everything Everywhere All at Once and Nope and just incredible movies from uh, uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Like just 
really good movies from this year that I feel like have really been able to shine, where in the past, they may not have necessarily gotten to do that as well. And I feel like we need to realize that Marvel is not the only thing that's happening in movies. We still have Oppenheimer and Barbie coming up in... Well, no, that's next year. But, like, I'm just saying... I'm next just saying, year. I'm just saying. Barbie I'm so hyped for those movies. And I saw Nope in theaters last week. And it was just, like... It was the best movie I've seen this year, in my opinion. I watched Everything Everywhere all at once a bit ago. And it was just amazing. I want to watch Marcel the Shell with Shoes. That's getting incredible reviews. And so... I think we need to kind of understand that Marvel is not the top of media anymore and kind of like expand and say, hey, there's other movies. Media is not dead. You just need to know where to look. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. And uh, I just, all right. I I can't even respond to that. I have to go off on Marvel here. I'm going to eat my donuts while you do that. This, this is something we not reported on, but I know we briefly talked about it um, either in the Thor review or shortly before it. I'm just going to let you go off. uh, Okay. Uh, Oh, he's going to sit back in the comfy chair. Okay. (gasps) Uh, So we talked about this briefly in the Thor episode or before that, how there was an outcrying of VFX artists who were coming out and speaking up against Marvel and how like unrealistic their deadlines are and all that. And then after all of this stuff got announced at San Diego Comic-Con, there were two posts that I saw on Twitter from discussing film uh, about VFX. And I'm going to talk about both of them. So one of them is a VFX artist says working on Marvel movies includes being underpaid, understaffed and overworked quote. I was working seven days a week, averaging 64 hours a week on a good week. I've had coworkers sit next to me, break down, and start crying. Uh, mm, that's no, mm. that's bad. That's bad. Big thumbs down. Um, but then also another post from the same account says, Marvel is said to have a lot of bullying power over VFX companies. When one v- VFX company couldn't finish the number of shots and reshoots Marvel asked for them in time. Or, yeah, geez, I can't speak. Reshoots Marvel asked for in time, they effectively blacklisted the company from ever getting work with Marvel again, which it's like, oh, well, it's just Marvel. Okay, first of all, you have to realize how much pulling power Marvel has in the film industry because Marvel is owned by Disney, which means effectively Disney is blacklisting these companies from getting work with Disney, which could cut these VFX companies out of Star Wars because if if you have a bad track record at one store it's going to transition over to the same store by the same owner, regardless of whether or not, like these could be some of the best VFX artists in the world. And you're just not giving them enough time to do what they need to do. Because the very famous quote from toy story two, you can't rush art. So Woo! there's no, like you can't say, Oh, well we need this shot of Thor doing all this uh, complex fighting and like the Mjolnir bits flying across the screen. Uh, yeah. We need that done in 48 hours. Not saying that's what they do, but as an example, that's an unrealistic expectation. So it's partially Marvel's fault for setting themselves up for these unrealistic deadlines. But it's also a bigger issue overall because there is this like incredibly negative stigma of delaying movies and even just delaying things in general to get the extra time you need to make it good. Um, 
All I'm saying, look at Sonic the Hedgehog. That movie got delayed by like three months, three or four months. Um, and now it has two sequels and a TV show. I just had to sit in the comfy so, chair to cool down a little, so I'm I'm back now. Sometimes delaying things works, and I think Marvel, you know, this this was never a problem when there were only three Marvel movies a year, is all I'm saying. And this wasn't even, as far as we know, this wasn't a problem last year when it was the five shows and four movies. That, even that, was a little much. But now you're talking about four movies and, like, seven shows. And now you're upping that number of shows. And it's like, ooh, mmm, I don't like that. So, and just on, like, the VFX artists who work for Marvel being overworked, I know overworking is not an uncommon thing in the film industry. But also, this is just a Disney-wide thing because I know someone who worked for Disney in the like in construction. Like we have a family friend who did that and he said he does he doesn't like working for Disney because they impose unrealistic deadlines and like they will genuinely have crews there working on rides for twenty four hours. Like they will have people there around the clock. There is no we all go home at five or six and we come back at seven in the morning. Like it's you're just swapping shifts all night, all all around because they don't want to delay anything. Because they're Disney. God forbid anything go wrong. And it's just, it's a really terrible thing. And at this point, I really want to see Marvel fall in on itself. Like, I want to see it just implode on itself. Because if you keep blacklisting, or supposedly blacklisting these VFX companies, you're eventually going to run out of VFX companies. Which means you're either going to get really crappy visual effects, as we kind of saw in Thor Love and Thunder a little bit. But... You're also going to run out of people who want to work with you because there's this thing called networking. And, you know, if you have people speaking out against you and saying this is not a great company to work for, people are not going to want to work for you. Here's my like, question. seeing all this stuff, Here's... seeing all that, here, I'll get okay. to your question, okay. but I'm going to finish Continue. Continue. my thought. Seeing this stuff from VFX artists who are in post-production, by the way, not even production, which is equally as stressful if not more stressful than actual like production is more stressful than post-production as far as i'm aware at least that's how it was at school might may very well be different in the actual industry but as someone going into the film industry seeing this stuff about the vfx artist makes me not want to work for marvel because i can't i can't imagine how this extrapolates into their like actual production i can't like i said earlier I feel bad for the directors, the writers, producers, ADs, like all that stuff. I, I feel terrible. And, you know, it used to be a great thing to work for Marvel. It used to be super exciting to say, I worked on Avengers Infinity War and I worked on Avengers Endgame. And now I feel like we're getting to the point where people just don't mm-hmm. want to work for them anymore. So here's so, here's my question. question. Go ahead. When, what's the breaking point for actors to start revolting? Because I think the biggest selling point for the MCU and has been for a while, is their movie stars. People that are in Marvel movies are movie stars. And at what point does Disney and Marvel get so corrupt that the actors that are not already bound by contract say no more? 
And I think we already kind of started this when the whole Scarlett Johansson fiasco happened like last year or earlier this year when they released Black Widow to streaming and then didn't pay her for it, which is kind of insane. Um, and she ended up winning that lawsuit. Um, but I feel like at some point, this is there's going to be some kind of rev mass revolt against the studio some kind of some kind of strike some kind of class action lawsuit someone's gonna get hurt overworking and it's just gonna be tragic and we're gonna they're gonna revolt the studio's going to explode and the problem yeah, is the, there needs to be some kind of like there needs to be uh, a rev strike we need a revolution <laughs> but it's all right just... so they call in a memorandum <laughs> Oh my gosh! No, he's getting his Disney Plus check. He's not gonna. <laughs> that no, and to answer your question, I don't think there is a. I don't think there is a breaking point for actors because think about it. The Scarlett Johansson thing was rooted in money. It was mm -hmm. not rooted in anything they did on set. It mm -hmm. was rooted in the way they read her contract and didn't give her anything for the for yeah. the movie. That's it. Another uh, thing. So I I don't think there is a breaking point for actors because they're getting paid to shut up. Yeah. No, it's true. They're getting paid enough to shut up. The actual crew is not necessarily getting paid enough to not say anything. Another thing so, I want to say about I, money. I think. Something I want to say about money is Marvel sure knows how to burn money. You you look at the movie Thor Love and Thunder. That movie, I thought, like we did a review on it. I thought it was a decent movie. That movie cost $250 million. Isn't that like half the budget of No Way Home? Multiverse of Madness was $200 million. I don't, like, I, 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 I do not... I mean, you gotta look how much they're bringing in, though. I do not fathom that amount of money. No, you're right, but I'm saying the price does not justify the product. Because I saw... Oh, no, I agree. I saw Nope this last week, like I said, and that was like a visually stunning movie the vfx in that movie are so incredibly realistic and there was a lot of them they that all of the night scenes for that movie were shot in the day they did a beautiful day for night in that movie or night for day sorry and that movie had a 68 million dollar budget the most impressive movie i've seen this year everything everywhere all at once do you know how many have you if you've seen it, you know how many VFX shots are in that movie. It's insane. Yeah. That movie was made with $25 million. There you go. Your price does not justify your product. These are $200 million movies that look like crap. Do better. That's what do I'm going to say. That, that, that is, that's the summary of this episode is just do better. Do better. Do better. Stop doing dab. Marvel is... And you know, Marvel is a toxic ex-boyfriend at this point because I would be <laughs> shocked if Marvel doesn't implode before Secret Wars comes out. Yeah, that's, that's my that's my personal opinion. So I think sad. they're going to announce eight more things in September, and that's going to be that's going to keep teetering the little like it's going to just keep tipping it, and then they'll announce something like they'll do another announcement dump next year be it San Diego Comic-Con or whatever, and that'll be like, oop, that's the breaking Whoa. point. Yeah. And that's the more projects, and that's too much, and okay, well, now we're going to actually say mm -hmm. something about it, and that's... Now we're going to reel it back a little. You know. 
I think so. Yeah, that's the thing. They're not gonna mm. stop until they learn their lesson. Um, they're not gonna stop until they're forced to stop. Yeah, and that's the problem. Marvel right now is a toxic ex-boyfriend, in the sense of like, oh, that's Cody. Everyone loves Cody. Come on, Cody's great. Cody's the nicest guy ever. Like we we would yell at people that said Cody wasn't the greatest, and now we see Cody for what he really is, and we say, oh, I I used to really like Cody. And now he's he's doing all this bad stuff. Oh, oh, I I see Cody for what he really was. And now we're and oh, so no. it's just kind of like really was a toxic I, boyfriend. I have to apologize to people that I criticized for not liking Marvel. And I'm like, no, you're right. <laughs> but also, I feel like the current problem with Marvel was not a problem until recently. Marvel nope. legitimately used to be a great studio that would make fun superhero movies. And now it's just insanely corrupt and just insanely toxic. And this brings to my last point, which is, does Marvel need to hit the reset button? They have the opportunity to. I've been saying this since Eternals came out. You got that Celestial with his little head and his hands sticking out, and they hinted that he's not dead. They have an out. It's what I've been saying is that they left him there solely so that they could destroy the planet and have an out to completely reset the MCU. Because I think right now, and it doesn't even need to be a hard reset, I think it can be a soft fade out. It's like, hey, what if you just didn't make another Doctor Strange movie? Or what if you just didn't make another Captain Marvel movie and just kind of softly restarted? Oh, we forgot the Marvels. <laughs> the Marvels. Which is also slated for next year. It's for some reason not on their that wasn't list. On there. Uh, I took this list from their official website. So, did you? W- yeah, the Marvels twenty twenty three film. Did you watch Miss Marvel the show? Nope, I didn't either. I feel like I wasn't the target audience for that. So this one is an upcoming American superhero film featuring Carol Danvers, Kamala Khan, and Monica Rambeau. Mm-hmm. Is so... that a watch? No, because I didn't even like the first Captain Marvel movie. And I haven't watched Miss Marvel. And, yeah. you know, Monica Rambeau was a character. Kind of lost all of her character weight when uh, when she didn't show up in Multiverse of Madness to talk to Wanda. No, but I legit. did a whole like two-part TikTok video about all that. So, uh, yeah. That's, I mean, kind of wrapping up. Like, we're just in a just marvel's in a bad state and it's not good bad place it's in a bad place and i hope i legitimately hope that they can recover the like don't take crash, don't take crash 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 <laughs> don't crash 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 don't take all of this negativity to mean we wish harm on marvel i really hope we need that the they marvel equivalent recover. of the great depression <laughs> is this not it is this not <laughs> The Marvel no, equivalent. because in the Great Depression, people couldn't eat, you idiot. Oh, sorry. Marvel fans are feasting right now. We need to take away their food. They need to be done. Take away their food. We need another 2020. That's what we need. We need no Marvel content. Whatever. Don't say we Whatsoever. need another 2020 out of context. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Allow me to clarify uh, before I get canceled. We need another 2020 in the sense that there needs to be no Marvel content whatsoever. That break was so nice. To then come back in 2021 with new stuff. I just really love... 
you know what? Hot take. We need another 2020. <laughs> Gives me the same vibes as uh, Dwight Schrute. We, we need, need another, another plague. plague. There's too no, many people. No, <laughs> we do not need another 2020. But what we do need is a no, break I, we're from Marvel. Not even, uh, we're not even fully out of the first 2020 yeah, no. yet. Yeah. 2020 is just... We are in the 2020 saga. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, how many more phases uh. <laughs> uh, so yeah that's what i'll say marvel fatigue is real i'm probably i'm at a point where i'm probably not gonna watch any of the shows unless they're specifically interesting to me um other than that i'm gonna watch other shows that are coming out i want to watch the bear on hulu that's getting incredible reviews i'm gonna keep watching only murders in the building i'm gonna watch the lord of the Rings show that's coming out i'm gonna watch andor I'm going to... What I, else are you going to watch? I'm going to watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. <laughs> That's right. You are going to watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And honestly, looking at the schedule, this legitimately might be our last Marvel episode for the year. Unless something big comes yeah. up. Unless Black Panther is, like, revolutionary, and I'm like, we should do a whole episode on it. Yeah. I mean, we might talk about it if we both end up seeing mm-hmm. it, but... No, right. I'm not saying we're gonna yeah. never talk about Marvel, because we always talk about whatever. Well, no, we're we're doing a, we're doing an episode on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, like... Mm, okay, yeah. Well, that's next year. Well, yeah, I haven't yeah. started mapping out 2023 yet. I don't, I don't usually start mapping out the next year until, like, September. Yeah, no, September... <laughs> Even it well, no, 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 well, you got to start putting the dates can we, down. Can we make a graphic of like the nerdiest podcast cinematic universe of like, <laughs> of like? Can we pull a Marvel? Pull a more. Oh my gosh! No, we gotta oh. we gotta put out a timeline for the year and put in uh, our franchise revisit episodes oh. along the year. No, here's what we do: we at the beginning of the year we do a mock presentation video of like our entire plan for the year. <laughs> Oh, and, you know, the perfect thing would be is we see how far we deviate from that. From that original list. Because this, this episode has changed like three or four times. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was blank. And then Nintendo bought that animation studio. And I was like, oh, you know, it'd be fun because we kind of need an episode. Uh-huh. Kind of like not a filler episode. But like, we just need a topic. Let's, let's brainstorm Nintendo movies and yeah. shows and stuff. That'd be really fun. And then Marvel dropped all this news, and I was like, oh, nope, just kidding. We're talking about all this Marvel stuff, because I really need to really need to get this talking off my Marvel. chest. And then we were going to um, do a Nope review, and then it was just... And then, because I had that a fell guest, because <laughs> I had a guest, Mr. Landon, he'll be here at some point. He had cornea surgery we'll and on. had to drop out of the other one. Dang, that's pretty corny. Um, <laughs> um, and so... We were going to do that, and then that was cut, and then it was going to be just a, a, a bonus episode, and then it was just me and Landon, and then it was cut entirely. And so I just – we don't know what the schedule is going to be until day of recording, so exactly. we, we, I, we I, operate I, I just like Marvel. I don't announce episodes anymore <laughs> until – like once they're recorded and uploaded to Anchor is when I feel safe being like, yes, yes. we can actually say something about yeah. it now. I do that with music. But also, imagine if we announced our entire schedule with the whole plan, with dates set at the beginning of the year, and expected to stay to that. That's the that's what Marvel but is that doing. That would be no fun. That's because what having is doing. having a schedule that's not announced leaves you no wiggle room. Mm-hmm. Like we, so a little another peek behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Here, uh, we have a notes document that has every date. For every 
um, every date that there will be an episode because I have a mm-hmm. repeating event on my calendar that's new podcast episode that'll automatically do the bi-weekly episode. So I go through, I put that list there of like January 6th and 12th and 31st. Like those are the three days yep. in January. And then we'll fill in from there. Oh, we want to do revisiting John Wick on January mm-hmm. 16th, like, or whatever. Like we'll fill it in, but all of those stay blank until like the schedule right now, we just sort of finalized it for the rest of the mm-hmm. year. But even then, even that's then. what September, October, November, December. Yeah. Like, and even then, there are a few episodes in there that could change if something else comes up yeah. and we're like, oh, this would make a better episode and just swap it out. That's why I'm not sitting here telling you. So in November, this is what our episode slate looks like. Like yeah. I can say our next episode is we're revisiting the Lord of the Rings because mm-hmm. we're literally going to record that in two days. Yeah. No, it's pretty, and pretty set in stone. That's the next episode. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to say anything about September because I don't know. We, we could completely change the plan for September by the time we get there. So right not and i think that's probably the best way to run a schedule is to have that like open Mm -hmm. fluidity to just be able to be like you know what yeah Mm -hmm. and that's 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 what everyone else does you don't see star wars you you don't see star wars lining up projects like this no because we would revolt (laughs) and like i don't know i think i think uh with their new star wars series coming out we'll kind of see the state of star wars right now because like they've been kind of hit or miss i thought kenobi was really great book of boba fett was really bad and so we're kind of like okay what's what's the future of star wars look like but we also mandalorian season three in like february we also don't know we don't have every single star wars project planned out till 2026 not announced at least no they don't think they have i don't think they have anything star wars announced past the end of 2023 yeah exactly this is this is how you should do uh, it absolute crap the, further, the furthest thing out that i think is rogue squadron but that got delayed indefinitely oh and i think i think next year at the end of 2023 we're getting taika watiti's mm-hmm. star wars film which i'm like but Pretty that hasn't though. even started filming yet, so that might be wrong. Oop, yeah. Knocked over my water bottle. Okay. So, well, but yeah, the point is, Star Wars is in a better place, kind of. Not really. Like, eh. I would argue the Mar- the Star Wars fan base is a lot more toxic mm-hmm. Can we, <laughs> than well, Marvel fans. I mean, what is what do the, the genre geeks say? You're not a Star Wars fan if you don't hate Star Wars. If you don't hate it. I'm just saying. If you don't hate Star Wars, you're not it's a true fan. So, I hate the last, I hate, not the last Jedi. I love the last Jedi. Um, I hate the Rise I of just, I feel like that is an extremely true statement. Um, so, yeah. As a closer here, I want to offer, I was at Disney. I was looking for a new phone case for my phone because it's just pretty mm-hmm. generic black. I did get um, this Tomorrowland uh, pop socket for all the Disney nerds Very out good. there. Um, but I was looking for, uh, I was looking for a new phone case, like a Star Wars one, just to spruce it up a little bit. And the coolest case I saw was a poster from the sequel trilogy, but on the bottom it said "The Rise of Skywalker," and I was like, "You Never. almost got thirty dollars out of me." <laughs> Almost. That close. If it didn't say the rise of Skywalker. I would have bought it. You were were this close. This close. So close. Well. So yeah, I'm done. I don't want to talk about Marvel anymore. I'm fatigued from this conversation. 
I need I need a nap. Like I legitimately, oh, I, feel that. I legitimately might need to go to sleep. <laughs> but I need to. Not too bad. You have to I need to work. leave for work in like an hour. That's rough. Um, oh, that's so, that, that's cringe. Man, I wish I had a way to like close this and give you some hope. But like, sorry, we're just screwed. There's no hope. The, the hope is, <laughs> the hope is, and my recommendation is, pick and choose what you want to watch, mm-hmm. Marvel wise, and call it a day. Do not worry about keeping up with everything. Do what I'm doing. I picked Guardians 3 and Loki Season 2. Mm-hmm. That is it. Those are my two that I can let my, let myself get excited for. Yep. Everything else is just kind of feathers in the wind or whatever that leaves in the breeze. Uh, dust in the wind? Yeah, that rhymed. Leaves in the breeze. Dust in the wind? I don't know. I like leaves in the breeze. That's cool. I also want to say, if you like Marvel... This isn't an attack on you. This isn't you us saying no. you're stupid for liking Marvel. We're I just, wish I could be you. We're, I just, I wish I could like Marvel now. And I just, I feel like I, I will, when I do an MCU rewatch at some point in my life, I'll stop at Endgame. And that's sad. I, okay, I genuinely, Megan asked me because she did her whole MCU rewatch. Shout out to her for watching all the MCU movies before Love and Thunder what came out. A, what a boss what a girl boss (laughs) i genuinely told her when she finished endgame i was like you've watched the best marvel has to offer yeah there's nothing else to it other than you've watched the best marvel has to offer yet who's to say who maybe we're blown away this year i don't expect it but Uh, i would welcome it i mean is that what you really think though i'm not expecting it but i would welcome it i also want to say your shirt Hold on. I just realized this is the exact same design as this poster that I bought a long oh time gosh, ago and never put on the wall because it was on sale. And I well, you should give it to me then. Well, I'll have the wall space for it soon. But oh, that's right, you're moving into a college yes, dorm. Yes, sir. I was talking to not. This is rather. This is personal. Feel free to leave. Um. But I was talking to my no, don't. I was talking to my RA yesterday, and he was like, "Oh, I'm so excited to live like right next to you." And I was like, "Yeah, me too." And he said, "I'm kind of loud." And I said, "Oh, me too." <laughs> and I just like uh, oh, I just too. pictured me like screaming about Marvel in this building full of people, and I was like, "Let's go! It's gonna be great! It's gonna be so great!" Here's something for the audience to look forward to: Will you have a new video set up by the time we record in September? Because I will. I know I will. I'll have a new video set up by like next week. I will. Uh, <gasps> so, in ter- not in terms of like actual equipment. I mean, in like yeah, 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 yeah. like a new, like background. a new, a new I environment, will. if you will. Man, yeah. so we're gonna have so Lord of the Rings will be our last episode in our current stage. Oh, it's somewhat nostalgic. Wow. <laughs> I feel like, man, makes me kind of emotional. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? Man, well, kind of sappy. We gotta, we gotta wrap this. Uh, we gotta wrap this up. Man, Nobody wants to listen to no us. Wants, uh, this is you. You were here for the Marvel <laughs> talk. You're not here for personal. Sorry. Stuff. Um, thank you for listening to the Nerdiest Podcast. If you like what we do here, consider giving five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, SoundCloud. Where title? Do they play podcasts we're, on title? I don't know. We're actually we're actually not on SoundCloud. I, I as don't far know. as I'm, I'm aware. Just, they, Anchor releases podcasts to places I've never heard of in my life. But not on SoundCloud. But not SoundCloud, apparently. But not on SoundCloud. So anywhere, Actually, anywhere that you're listening, give five-star review. 
Give a review if you feel the need to say something. Follow us on Instagram at the Nerdiest Podcast, on TikTok at the Nerdiest Podcast. Links in the description. Will there be a Spotify question this week? Yeah, there will be a poll. There will be a Spotify poll. I'm going to do, are you tired of Marvel? There will be a poll on Spotify. Vote in the description. By no, s- we are not on. No SoundCloud? All right, I just started naming platforms. By our... We are not on SoundCloud, but there is a podcast called The Nerdiest Journalist Podcast. Okay, that's not us, by the way. The so... Nerdiest of Times, The Nerdiest Guitarist. The Nerdiest Guitarist. Send that to me. The Nerdiest Duck? Uh-oh. Anyway, so... Um, the Nerdiest Bunch, The Nerdiest Guy, stickers. The Nerdiest YouTuber. Oh, Lord. Buy our stickers the nerdiest the writer. the description. Uh, I'm Jackson? trying to wrap up... <laughs> The nerdiest ninja? Oh god, that's what I would have. That's, that would have been my tag in an alternate. Buy, uh, buy our stickers with the link in the description. We have three designs. Um, that's that's the nerdiest bird. That's this about that. What's your portion? I don't even remember. I you outro so much better than me. So what I'm hearing is um, yeah. So what I'm hearing is uh, we we to do a thing that I'll tell you about off air because I don't want to say it because then people will steal it from me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, well. Neat. That My portion. Go vote in the, the poll on Spotify. In the, the, the Link in the description. I'll also run it on the Instagram a, great a couple times. Like a couple days during release week. So if you're not listening on Spotify, you can go check us out on Instagram and listen to it there. Go follow us on TikTok. Shout out. We uh, got over a thousand followers on TikTok. I think the accurate number right now is like 1,500 something. Um, very Good exciting. Uh, once I get all moved in and stuff, we're er, to my new place. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start making some more content. Jackson's gonna start making some content soon yeah. for the TikTok, so it's not just my face Woo-hoo. on there. Because uh, I'm sure you guys are tired of seeing my face. I so, sure yeah, am. thank you for listening. I hope to see you in the next episode. Peace out. Bye.